And I always thought I could do whatever I put my mind to. She instilled that confidence in me. And she worked with me. I don't think I was the smartest person in the world. But by working with her, I felt that with work, hard work, and prayer, that I could do anything I wanted to do. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. I am your host, Dr. Weta L. Brown. I inspire and promote movement. I explain how running adds to life from a mental wholeness aspect, how obstacles can be overcome in life to make it to your finish line. Welcome to Running is Cheaper Than Therapy, episode 71, season five. Can you believe it? Season five. First of all, I want to thank each and everyone who's listened, even if it's one episode, one minute of one episode. I appreciate your support as I continue in this new endeavor. It's been a learning process, podcast production. There's a lot of work and I have some assistance. I have an editor who does my audio and does a lot of my show notes and graphics, but it's still a lot of work on top of a full-time job and all my other endeavors. But I found this fun and entertaining. One, I get to share a part of me, even though I do have a lot of friends really private, particularly about things that may be seen as a weakness because I am a strong black woman, but I try to portray myself as this strong person and nothing bothers me, which is far from the truth. A lot of things bother me because life sometimes sucks and things that we have to do as an adult sometimes suck and are hard. So I get to share a little parts of me that people may not see. Today, I want to talk about what is your inspiration. I talked about before, what is your why? My podcast is called Running is Cheaper Than Therapy. It's about running other sports and about people who've overcome obstacles to make it to their finish line. I didn't want my podcast to be just another podcast that specifically concentrates on sports or specifically is a doctor podcast giving uh, medical advice about particular ailments, which I do include on Ask the Doc. But I wanted it to be something that inspires people to either get healthy, get active, participate in the sport, to step outside the box and do something that may be challenging and may be adventurous. Because life is short and then you die. So we might as well enjoy the ride while we're here. That's always been my philosophy. But today I want to talk about what or who inspires you. 2022, while it looks like we may be out of the pandemic or easing out of the pandemic, most places don't require masks anymore. People are traveling again, although gas prices are trying to... (laughs) stop that as well as airline prices and with the shortage of staff and pilots 
a lot of cancellations when you do try to go somewhere. I've traveled a bit for my goddaughter's graduation and her dance recital. And I didn't have any cancellations or delays. I had some other issues, which I won't get into (laughs) on the way back home. And not to mention that cabs, Uber, all of that has gone up as well. Renting cars, from my experiences, has been about the same. But the world seems to be getting, quote unquote, back to normal. A lot of people are still getting COVID. People are passing away from COVID. I've been sick the last week and I thought it was COVID. But I took a home test and it was negative. So it was just a bad cold. Me trying to do too much and... I had surgery in April from microfracture surgery. I had an episode on microfractures to explain what it was because it's a long rehab process. A lot of people are like, you're still on crutches? You still can't run? You still can't bike? So with this surgery, because I had an injury to my cartilage, and the surgery itself is supposed to help regenerate the cartilage, so you have to let the cartilage regenerate and then you have to stay off of it so the time you stay off of it like all my muscles that are used to walking haven't been doing it for like six weeks so you have to strengthen that and what I wanted to do is high level so I have to be diligent in my rehab but I can't do too much to swell up my knee and to um, cause injury to the cartilage that hopefully has regenerated because that was the purpose of having the surgery in the first place. So it's kind of like do enough, but not too much. But then I get frustrated because I feel like I'm not doing enough because I'm used to being outside this time of year. Today is the first day of summer. This is pre-recorded. And I would love to be cycling with my club. But even if I went to cycle today, I can ride outside now. I took my bike to the shop at the beginning of the week. They've all been riding, so they're faster than me. So I'm going to have to start riding by myself or riding with a, a slower group, which is fine. But I need to find those groups or with, say, I can't ride 40 miles and I haven't been outside riding at all. But And sometimes I'm tempted to do too much when I get with other people. So I have to be mindful of that. Know yourself and know your body. So my plan was to do some rides maybe on the lakefront some rides with another group that's tend to be slower than my high-paced usual morning cycling group been swimming mainly with the pool buoy because I couldn't kick without it bothering me now I can kick I'm a little slower than I was before not that I was ever a very fast swimmer but I'm still taking lessons to progress in that area this whole process has been stressful I've been at home I was at home doing COVID and I feel like this isolation is not good for me. I do like people, although I'm a extroverted introvert. I like being with people, but I like being by myself as well. But I find that with the crutches and all, it was just too hard to get out and be social. And now that I'm out a little bit more and doing everything, I think that's when my body was like slow down and I got sick because I'm trying to do too much. And I miss the social, just normal Chicago social scene in the summertime. Everyone loves Chicago in the summertime. We get it in the three months that we have good weather. And since COVID, we haven't really had summertime since before the pandemic, 2019. In 2019, I was training for Ironman, although I was out. I was training a lot, so I didn't get to enjoy it 
this summer I can't race because of my surgery. So I'm like, hey, why not enjoy summertime Chicago? So I'm trying to be social, although I feel like I'm kind of grieving because I'm not what I used to be. And when I say that, it's like I can't do some of the things I used to could do before all of this. Like I can't cycle like I did before. I can't run at least until August and then it'll be gradual return to running. I won't just say first day, hey, I'm going to go run three to five miles. And then I've been trying to lose weight, but my weight's been going up and down because I haven't really been that active and I'm an emotional eater. So when I get down, food is my friend. So I've been trying to be mindful of what I eat and why I'm eating. And running is cheaper than therapy. It's, again, the title of my podcast and book. I'm mindful of my mental health. So I started seeing a therapist virtually in the last three months, working on a lot of things. Kind of sad from just being isolated and just wanting to be out and about and have a normal social life or dating life and eventually I do want to be someone's missus someone's wife eventually so I'm mindful of those things and you can't sit at home and expect those things to happen and then I'm possibly may want to move I love Chicago but I don't know if Chicago's where I'm meant to be and I'm not sure who knows I'm an orthopedic surgeon I was on staff at a few hospitals in Chicago, usually underserved hospitals. And one of my hospitals went out of business. The other one couldn't afford to pay me. So I was basically paying to work. So what I do is call locums when traveling work. And I also do part-time. I do um, utilization review, which is say if you need an MRI, you need pre-authorization. If there was a problem in the nurse's review, they need to talk to a physician that would be the physician they talk to. The um, I do peer-to-peers and override some of the nurses' initial decisions. So I do that as well as travel to different places and work. So I'm doing that until I figure out what my next move is. I never want to go back to traditional just hustle-bustle, busy, busy practice because I have a lot of interest outside of orthopedics, but I do love being a surgeon. I love seeing patients. I love helping patients. I love operating on patients. So I'm kind of thinking about what's the next move for me. So it's a lot of thinking. And the reason why I wanted to do what's your inspiration is in times where a lot of uncertainty happens, in times where you slow down due to life, a pandemic, a life surgery, and things that can kind of keep you grounded. We're good at back. Sometimes we're so busy until it's like you're on autopilot and you don't really think and you don't really feel and you don't really react and process things. So sometimes things happen to slow you down for in order for you to react and process things. And I've found myself thinking a lot about my mother. So I find that she is my most significant inspiration. My mother, May Robinson Brown, was the best mom ever. She had me when she was 37. And it's kind of interesting. She was an older mother because a lot of people when I was growing up thought she was my grandmother because my friend's mother 
my friends that I used to hang out with most of the time were younger than my mom. But my mother was the best mother. I was spoiled. It could be a good thing and a bad thing. Anything I wanted, I had. I had the most expensive clothes. I participated in gymnastics. I was in band. I um, danced for a while. I was on the track team for a minute. In activities that I wanted to be um, a part of, I also played um, t-ball for a minute. My mother made me take swimming lessons, which I didn't like her for because I hated swimming lessons. I hated swimming lessons. I remember getting my hair done, which was not a fun thing. If you're African-American and have kinky hair, you know what I mean. So I'm give her in the summer, I used to stay with my cousins. And they used to do my hair, take me to Mr. Tanish Women lessons. And all I remember him is just throwing in the deep end. And I made it to the shallow end, so I could technically swim because I made it. And I remember water going up my nose, which is the worst feeling. And I remember this one girl, she got so mad one day. Uh, maybe after she got thrown in the pool. She got up, took her bike left, and never came back. That's what I remember about swimming. So I think that's why I had like apprehension to swimming when I got older. I was always scared of water. Now in a pool, I'm not really scared of water, but open water, I still had that fear that I could drown. So I think it stands for me being a child. So, But I appreciate my mother now making me take swimming lessons. So my mother uh, and all she also made or inspired me to be the best, the best in everything that I endeavored. When I was in a band, I always wanted to be first chair. When I was in school, I always wanted to make A's and everything. When I was in high school and college, I always had high aspirations. And I always thought I could do whatever I put my mind to. She instilled that confidence in me. And she worked with me. I don't think I was the smartest person in the world. But by working with her, I felt that with work, hard work, and prayer, that I could do anything I wanted to do. So... It's funny. So I went to Brookhaven High School. I graduated a while ago. I graduated salutatorium. I went to Florida A&M University and majored in physical therapy. And I had no idea what physical therapy was, how I chose that profession. My mother was a counselor and she had these books about different careers. And there's a book about physical therapy. So I read it and I said, this is what I wanted to do. And I volunteered before actually even going to Florida A&M at a physical therapy clinic in Brookhaven. I got enough hours actually from that volunteer to um, when I applied for physical therapy school at Florida A&M. My thought was I wanted to be a doctor, but I didn't know if I'm going to be in school forever. So I could do physical therapy, work a while, and if I wanted to back to school, I could always go back to school. And that's what I decided to do. But it's the excellence that my mother instilled in me and in herself as well. She was a band director. She was like nationally known. My mother used to tell all these stories to me and my brother. And we thought she was embellishing a little bit about how when she was a band director, she was in school, she went to Southern University, how amazing she was and how amazing her band was. And her band traveled all over the nation and performed at with colleges at their halftime shows and in national parades. And now my mother was just such an amazing band director. I remember um, 
I played the saxophone from sixth grade until the 10th grade. And then I quit to pursue other things. And people in my town were like upset, like I had killed someone or done something just awful. We're saying, how could you do that to your mother? And I was like, she's okay with it. So you should be too, because that was her thing in that mind. And she always wanted to be, me to be my own person, not to be like a carbon copy of her. She always instilled that she wanted me to excel in what I wanted to excel in. So, but as I knew her, she was a counselor at Colin, which is a community college. And then she also counseled at um, elementary school and then she retired and then she taught piano and she taught music, clarinet or other instruments. People used to come to our house to take lessons. And I remember hearing how tough she was on the students. Um, Some of them would even cry, but they grew up to be musicians, band directors, major in music. I'm so proud of her students. She instilled excellence in everyone she came in contact with. And people loved her not only because she was excellent, she was the sweetest person, but she loved people. If she only had a penny left, she would give the last penny to a person in need. We had a station wagon. And then when I was older, I had my own car. And I used to make a joke that her station wagon was a bus because she always had kids in it when she worked at the elementary school because a lot of those kids had significant needs and a lot of them they weren't getting those needs met at home so my mother went above and beyond to try to help them and I remember when she passed away her funeral they had to have it at the high school because there were so many people and when people got up and spoke at her funeral about how much my mother meant to them And even before she passed away, her um, band gave her a recognition, which I love. Give people flowers while they're here. And they talked about all these these stories that my mom used to tell my brother and me. And I was, (laughs) I thought, she was telling the truth. She wasn't really embellishing. Uh, (laughs) And they actually named the high school band hall after her. It's May Robinson Brown Band Hall. And when I go home, I I see it. And it's actually not too far from her uh, gravesite. It just makes me proud that she instilled so much in so many people and she lives on in so many people. And she makes me want to be the best in everything I do. So bring it back to, I've been going through a lot of things and I've been searching for inspiration. I feel like her spirit is telling me, continue the course that you have ups, you have downs. The road is just not always smooth. It's just not always an upward progression. You go down, you go up, and this is a downtime. But I will go up again, just keep the faith, keep the patience, and not only remember the why, as in a past podcast, but when you get solo (laughs) and you have to reach for everything, Like, remember the why, remember the inspiration, remember what you've done before, because you can do it again. And look at other people who inspires you. Even though my mother wasn't an athlete, but you know what? She inspired me to be one. And I say this, my mother was excellent, but she didn't have excellent health. She worked so hard and was so concerned about other people, uh, a lot of times she neglected herself. I think she passed away and I found all this 
this stuff and just talking to my best friend's mother about how like sometimes she didn't get her medication filled because she wanted to send me money. She really didn't take care of her. She didn't eat right. But, you know, we're from the South. We like food, too. Me and my mother bonded a lot over food. So as I was growing up, I vowed that I don't want to have high blood pressure. I don't want to have diabetes. I don't want to have heart disease. So that is part of the reason that I choose a healthy lifestyle. I know I go to the extreme because I enjoy it. And I really do get an adrenaline rush from running, from skiing, from competing. And I like the people. I like the camaraderie. So even though she wasn't an athlete, she inspired me to be an athlete. Because my mother used to go around with a bag of medication. I used to call her at walking pharmacy. And I said I never wanted to take all this medication. And to this day, I... Don't take any medications for diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease. I take vitamins and I'm anemic. So I take iron and supplements, but I don't take any chronic medication. And I pray to God that I will be able to, if not, even if I can't run like I ran before, not that I ever was fast, fast, I'll be able to walk. I'll be able to swim. I'll be able to bike. That's one good thing about being a triathlete, three sports. And one, and maybe I might not be able to fly down a mountain, but I'm sure I can do something. Maybe I'll fall in love with cross-country skiing. Or maybe I'll even try snowboarding, although it's not as bad on your knees. It could cause me to fall and hurt my wrists or my shoulders, but there'll be something. I'll pray that I'm always be active and enjoy life and have people in my life who are active and enjoy life too. So when you're down, when life punches you, kicks you, throws you a curveball, remember not only your reason why, but remember your inspiration. And one more thing I want to say, when I graduated or finished residency and we were studying for our oral boards, we were presenting to our instructors our cases because basically you turn in cases that you've done over a certain period of time and usually they pick cases and you present them and they'll ask you questions. And they usually they pick, <laughs> so like the worst cases that, because people have complications, life happens and you can't really pick your patients, particularly when you take call. So I remember like one of my worst patients was a patient who got hit by a car he was on drugs. He had an open ankle fracture. Came in the ER. His fracture healed, but he had complications with wounds. And I ordered what's called a wound bag, which they paid for because he didn't have the best insurance. But he wasn't compliant with my instruction. He eventually healed, but he had a what's called a non-union, which means it had a slow, had a non-union, but it eventually healed, which means that it had a slow healing process. So that was one of my cases. So we were presenting cases to one of the instructors. And he said, you guys need to relax. Because you know you're you're nervous. Because if you don't pass your oral boards, you don't get board certified. And you need board certification to get certain jobs. And just to be credible in the field. He was like most athletes half our age are on the national stage. Particularly now more so with social media. 
and we're just presenting to a bunch of old guys. He made a joke. So <laughs> what I'm trying to say is sometimes we make things harder than they have to be. That particular example of me preparing for my oral boards and thinking about athletes who are in the limelight who can't miss a shot without Twitter going crazy. Like most of us are just normal people trying to live our normal lives and we need to take, not take ourselves so seriously and realize what's important, what's your goal, who's important to you, do you, and don't worry about the rest. Because if you have faith, I'm a religious person, you work hard, at the end of the day, I think things will work in your favor. So thanks for listening. That wraps up this episode of Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you already haven't, please download Running is Cheaper Than Therapy podcast on Apple, Spotify, or however you listen to your favorite podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, or possible show topics, Please email Run It Is Cheaper Than Therapy, OLB, Omaha Love Brown. Again, that's Run It Is Cheaper Than Therapy, Omaha Love Brown at gmail.com. I also can be reached via Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Handle We Life, We Love, OUI Life, OUI Love. Thank you, and please tune in again.